very warm welcome to each and every one of you. Glad to have you on board for this uh, show number 11 in the series they're calling the Football Attic Podcast. I'm Chris Oakley. And I'm Rich Johnson. Ah, yes. Rich Johnson, the man who puts the tick uh, into the Football Attic. Uh, no, that's, uh, that's. I thought you were going to say that puts, to... puts the tick next to the auto gain control, so you're just messing around with that, <laughs> trying, trying to get it to record properly. <laughs> what, what, does uh, that mean? Gonna... Does that mean you're the football ah then? If I'm the tick, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. That's a nice abstract concept to start this podcast with. How very weird. Yes, yes. sorry about that. Bit of a full stop, but there we are. We'll, we'll start again. Um, <laughs> yes, very nice to have you with us. Uh, this is uh, show number 11. And, um, well, uh, we are going to be talking on this particular podcast about England football kit design. Uh, a bit of a specific one, you might think. Uh, the reason why we're talking about that is largely on the back of um, a poll that we had on the footballattic.com recently where we asked you to choose your favourite England home kit since 1965. And we'll be talking about that uh, very shortly. But first of all, before we go on, let's do the niceties. Rich, how's things with you? It's all right. It's kind of... I'm all podcasted out now. <laughs> no, I'm not really. Uh, we just, we've just recorded we just, one. Yeah, I was going to say, we've just finished recording podcast number 10. So despite... I don't know when either of these two are going to be released. I'm hoping to do number 10 today, but... Um, I don't know if we're going to do 11 at the same time. So if you're listening to them at completely separate times, then uh, we've just literally this done all lost on the you. other. So yeah, exactly. This this reference means <laughs> nothing to you. Um, I'm good. It's still very nice and sunny, although I'm sitting in a room with the curtains drawn, so I'm assuming it's sunny. It's still very warm. <laughs> um, and how is it with you, Chris? Still still snowed in? St- <laughs> I, I was never snowed in. I know that. We, I'm, we... Just, I'm just making comedy. You know. You might have been. It might have snowed since hmm. we last recorded the last podcast but it hasn't all right uh, hang on let me just check nope nothing right anyway that's that done (laughs) (laughs) never mind so uh, let's crack on then, ever onwards. Um, yes, we're going to be talking about uh, England football kit design. Needless to say, you've probably got your own favourite England kit uh, that you uh, remember from days gone by. Uh, it may even be the uh, the current England kit that's your favourite. Unlikely, I realise, but uh, nevertheless... I know two uh, people it, it might be, but we won't mention them. <laughs> they're biased. Um, yeah. But... Um, but we did a poll, as we said before, uh, which ran for about six weeks. Uh, it started off, uh, we launched it when the new England kit was launched and uh, ran right up to the end of June. And we asked you, our visitors, uh, hopefully you, our visitors to the Football Attic website to uh, pick uh, your favourite England home kit. And as you may have predicted, as I'm sure many of you predicted, uh, the runaway winner was the uh, England kit that was Worn during the 1982 World Cup. Um, uh, officially actually worn between 1980 and 1983. Made by Admiral. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that kit's like. Well, first of all, shame on you. Uh, secondly, there is Google. And thirdly, it was a kit that uh, had big kind of blue and red panels across the top of the shirt. And also bright blue shorts as opposed to navy blue. Which had been the, the tradition. Well, it's been the tradition really before and since. Um, and it, uh, say, got the vast majority of all the votes that we had. And uh, proved to be still staggeringly successful in a, in a nostalgic sense at least. So we're going to be talking about um, whether... It really is a good kit because there are a few discerning voices, people asking just how good a kit it is. Um, and we're going to be talking about some of the other uh, England kits that have cropped up since then. So, Rich, I mean, you've mentioned before, we did a we did a podcast before about football kit design generally. Uh, and I think you 
you know you expressed yourself quite clearly about what you felt about that uh, England 82 kit but for those who don't know and just to give us a bit of an outline what is it that perhaps makes you feel that it's not such a great kit after all oh I'm going to express those opinions again (laughs) (laughs) I personally hate that kit I think it's crap um, I th- it, to me, um, like I say, I, I didn't get into football till 1986, so it's kind of a bit before my time, but I do remember seeing it. And I just thought it looked so tacky and so cheap. The, 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 the worst things for me is the, the massive V-neck on it, which dates it so horrendously. I like V-necks on a kit. I like a nice V-neck with a bit of you know pinstriping in it or whatever, like piping or whatever you'd call it. I like that. But this is like the V-neck. So if you look at the pictures from the time, the actual the bit where the V-neck meets, where it's sewn together, it's about five inches long. I'm, <laughs> I'm exaggerating slightly, but but and it just it just dates it, and I just I mean I don't know if it's just because of the replicas that were made at the time, because I remember seeing kids wearing them. They were so cheap, like you know, kind of really cheap nylon, you know, and everything was. I think the badge was just sublimated onto it. It wasn't even like a you know a sort of felt mm. badge or anything, and it just looked so cheap and tacky. And it and also, and in all honesty, it's probably that kit and that kit alone that that for years made me think that Admiral made crap kits and that looked cheap and nasty. Um, I don't know that. I just detest it, and I think it's just its <laughs> so overblown. I mean, I'm not a great fan. With England kits, I generally like them, you know, uh, sort of more classic-looking, a bit a bit more simple-looking. Um, I think mm. one of my favourites is the 86 one, or the kind of, I think, the 84 to 87 one, um, in, in either its Mexico 86 guys or its standard guys with the cuffs on it. But And I mm. like that because it's quite a nice, a nice plain white shirt, you know, a bit of navy trim on it, and 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 a bit of red chucked in on the on the neck and the the cuffs and that, and that's it. You know, nice and simple. Whereas that admiral one was just oh, it was so gaudy. I mean, it's <laughs> and I, and I, I was never a word. fan. Yeah, exactly. I was never a fan of the the kind of the umbro ones from the you know before they did the Taylor by umbro stuff in in 2010 when they hit that hmm. rich uh, vein of form. Um, the ones they had before that, I, I know a lot of people do like them, but I just thought they looked tacky, you know, kind of, they were chucking little extra bits of design on here and there for no reason. I mean, I think I made the point, I think the worst one I hated was that one with the kind of um, semi-priapic kind of stripe going across it, which ended with two blue diamonds for no reason. It's just like, mm-hmm. let's chuck some design elements on it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like literally someone had got like a bunch of shapes um, like coloured shapes and then sneezed into the bag and they'd fallen onto a shirt design and then someone went yeah that'll do you know uh, we, we've got no real inspiration at the moment so that chuck that out it looks crap uh, lunch lads <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah who's this guy coming in t- talking about tailored stuff get you know he's not joining our table there's no future there <laughs> um, so yeah so I don't like it and, and, and everyone that voted for it is a moron <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> oh God, he's gone again. Uh, no, bang goes the audience. Obviously, with... you're entitled to your opinion, and and that's fine. That's how democracy works, unfortunately. Um, so no, I just, I just, I don't know what it is. Everybody else loves it, and I, I, I do wonder if that's, te- uh, you know, um, I don't know if that's down to necessarily the design of it, or it's because it's people's memories of the time, and it's you know down to. I mean, we can't. I mean, not everybody's, you know, ideas of design is so um, clinical I mean um, a lot of my favourite kits in time have been you know um, 
influenced purely by the the, the good memories and things like that. You know, it's just, mm. everybody's sort of if you like tainted with their sort of memories and how that influences their choices. But I can't help think that a lot of that eighty two kit is down to people's happy childhood memories because looking yeah. at it from a purely design point of view, it's a pretty horrible looking kit. You know, it's it's mm. it is quite over the top and it's I don't know. It's I, I'm I'm hoping for the sake of humanity that it is down to people's misguided happy memories. Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's. Um, I mentioned the fact that there were a few, <clears throat> excuse me, a few dis- discerning voices, and I think um, one particular um, comment. I haven't got the exact quote here, but um, it was from our um, oft-mentioned friend John Devlin. He of uh, Drew Colors, uh, the fantastic books and the website there, all about kit design, an aficionado of kit design, you might call him. Um, he said in the light of the uh, poll results, that um, it was something to the effect of, um, he said, um, I think people were voting for that 1982 kit out of nostalgia. Now, <clears throat> my first reaction was like, well, yes, but we're a, we're a football nostalgia site. That's that's kind of the whole deal, John. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. And then I kind of thought about it, and I realised what he was saying. And that is, we were asking people to pick their favourite kit, but people might not have been picking their favourite kit on design, on how well it was designed. Um, they were picking a kit which they look back on and for some reason it makes them smile. It certainly makes me smile. Um, I wouldn't say it's um, the best England kit that's ever been made or the best, rather the best England design that's ever been done. And I think John also, or maybe somebody else, um, made the very valid point of, you know, if if Nike were to suddenly say, the next England kit we do will be a, a um, an homage to that. You know, what would the reaction be? Everybody would probably be up in arms. We don't want anything, nothing like that. It's too, as you say, it's too gaudy. There's too much colour on it. It's 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 too uh, colourful. We might even say. Um, and I think that's that's right. I think it's uh, people probably have voted for it out of nostalgia, and that's actually fine in many ways, for, as far as I'm concerned. Because I say we are a, a nostalgia website uh, project, if you like. So that's fine. Um, but um, yeah, I don't think people would want a future England kit to look like it because it is too bold. But I do have a theory on this. I don't know, maybe Rich, what your thoughts are on this. But I mean, my view is that kit came in in 1980. Okay, so if you think about it, the 1970s were um, much as we all look back and think how how great they were, the music at the t- at the time, the fashions and all that. For a lot of people, it was quite a grim time, at least in the UK, because of all the various sort of socio-economic problems going on. There were strikes going on left, right, and centre. Energy crises, energy shortages, um, rising unemployment—you name it—it it was all going on. And I think when the eighties came along, um, I think people just wanted to sort of look up and not down, and wanted to sort of say, "Look, okay, we've got a chance here to just kind of put all that behind us. We've had enough of the seventies. Let's now start with a, a, a clean slate." Uh, start afresh and when it came to the England kit design like, let's have something a bit different and um, I mean I'm not sure what the conversation was when Admiral went to the FA and sort of said well look we, we're suggesting we we use this design what do you think I suspect they you know the FA may have been a bit shocked um, just as perhaps we are now to look at it but um, but I think people were a lot more tolerant of that kit um, Barry Davis aside possibly see previous podcasts for that reference um because they just wanted something new almost maybe to make them forget about the 70s and now of course the priorities are with people that make their comments about football kit design particularly england kit design is that it's got to be a lot more 
traditional. It's got to be a lot more simpler, the design, and they don't want any fancy bits and bobs, Not certainly don't want any big blocks of colour all over the place. I mean, is that making any sense, or am I completely, um, you know, adorning this with too much detail and maybe thought a bit too much about it, do you think? No, I, th- I think you're actually spot on. I mean, I, I find it interesting, and, and, and there's two kind of interesting points that have come out that, that I wanted to raise out of that, is that one... And they're both around the fact that, you know, they're both around the new knight kit. And one is that if that admiral kit had never existed, and when knight came to do their first England kit, if they'd released that, people mm. would have laughed, like, horrendously. Yeah. And they would have gone, oh my god, I can't believe this knight shit that they've come out with, you know. And they would have derided it. But... Yes. Because people, again, because people have happy memories of it, they look back and go, oh, that's my favourite England kit. But like I say, if anyone came up with that now, uh, but assuming that it wasn't a homage, and like I say, assuming that that had never actually existed, if someone designed that now, it would be slated from the rooftops. You know, it's kind of, mm. it, people would look at it and go, who the hell's come up with this? You know, and it would yeah. it would look like such a stupid design. Even if you had a different neck on it that didn't look like dated, but that design in itself, I honestly think people would have slated but the second thing I was going to say was that, interestingly enough, as you said about the fact that people these days, not you know, the tailored um, by Umbro range were fantastic, and I think that even yes. the Peter Savile one with the little cross on it, I personally really like that one. Um, mm. Yes, it was radical and different, and a lot of people didn't like the idea behind it. They didn't like the multicultural aspect of it, and but you know, it's like this is England and all that. But it's like I personally liked it. It was a, it was a wacky design, but it mm-hmm. was kind of I don't know. I I personally liked it. It. it kind of almost worked for me. I didn't like the colour of blue in the shorts, but that's a different mm. issue. But, what I was going to say was, is people liked those designs because they were kind of simple, and they liked the sort of fact that we'd gone back to a nice sort of traditional looking kit. Yes. Nike come along, and the first kit they make is possibly one of the most traditional looking kits <laughs> you could have. You know? Yes. Simple and it's like, you know, and Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I and I've said this before, I'm not personally a great fan of night kits. I think a lot of their kits are really boring. And I don't just mean like kind of simple and classic. I just mean a lot of them are just, you know, I, I just personally find their design ideas not that inspiring. I don't think in the last few years they've been, I wouldn't say the leader in kit design. Um, I would say that Adidas have produced a lot you know, uh, uh, more better designs in recent years. I'm not so keen on the ones they've got coming out at the moment, but I, I certainly think that's the case. So I've never been a huge fan of Nike anyway. Um, but I actually like the new kit mainly because mm. it is so classical. If you like, you know, it's mm. to me it very much reminds me of the the one that we had in the year 2000, which was the kind of very simple um, round neck affair. And and again, that reminded me of the 86 yeah. kit. You know, very simple. We dropped all the sort of flashes on I mean I and again and again this is a controversial point of view I personally don't like red on the England kit um, and everyone goes no, oh yeah no, it's like <clears throat> yeah and, it's, and a lot of people don't like that because they go well we've got red on the flag and that but it's like kits aren't always based on the flag look at Germany's kit it's white <laughs> you know they, yeah. they have a, a you know a black red and yellow flag and occasionally they have like little trim on it but they don't have a red, black, and yellow kit. They have a white kit, yeah. and a, and usually, if if they're going down the classic route, a green away kit. So it's mm. like it doesn't have to represent the flag. And um, yeah. it, it, this it kind of annoys me. It's like you know, a country's flag and its football kits are not necessarily inextricably linked. I mean, as we raised on Twitter the other day about Brazil, up until okay. when they lost to Uruguay in the final of the well, the final of the 1950 World Cup. They used to play in white. I didn't know that mm. until I until I read an article on it. But they did. Yep. They used to play in white. So 
that didn't represent their flag at all, unless of course they changed the flag at the same time. I don't think they did. Um, <laughs> so, they did so a white surrender flag. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did to Uruguay. Um, and that's the thing. It's like you know this this whole concept of we well, have to have red on the England kit. Well, I don't like it. And yet, and the stupid thing is, one of the last Umbro kits when they had loads of red on it, and like the badges in red. Oh, I don't like that. You know, it's like yeah. people are just never happy. And I personally really like the new the night kit. I'm, I would much rather have Umbro doing it, but I'm not going to sort of diss Nike. We, look, we have Nike as the kit suppliers. We know that because Umbro went bust and Nike, who as their owner, have taken on most of their contracts. You know, yeah. get over it because it's happened. Mm. There's nothing we can do about it. And at the end of the day, Umbro was owned by Nike anyway. It's not, you know, technically it was a Nike brand. You know, it's horrible yes. to say, but by the end mm. of its days, Umbro was a Nike brand. It wasn't a kit, and yeah. it wasn't a company in its own right. It was just part of the Nike family. <clears throat> and unfortunately, they've divested it and we've lost the brand. So we have Nike on our shirts and that does great even with me I don't it doesn't seem right but I actually think the kit they've come up with is a nice one I like the fact they're using navy on the shorts and navy trim and all this crap about it it looks like West Germany or Germany oh for god's sake all England kits do if you take it that that route you know because they're white they're white kits you know (laughs) it also looks like spurs it also looks like (laughs) leads you know it's like but nobody said that and it's like oh just It's just the stupid pettiness of it all. Hey, it looks like Germany. It's like no, it doesn't. It, only only in the sense that it always did. You know, <laughs> well, apart <laughs> yeah. from the fact. I mean, apart from the fact that Germany traditionally had black collar and cuffs. You know, I mean, hmm. look at the 1966 World Cup. We had an all-white shirt. Okay, we didn't have navy trim on it. We had an all-white shirt. So did Germany. Like I said, they might have had black trim on it, but it was still a white shirt. You know, <laughs> get over it. Germany and England playing white. I'll tell you what would have been controversial is if Adidas had designed that night kit and then you sort of go, oh, German football company. Oh, German-looking shirt. That's a yeah, connection. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. God, they'd have had or, a field day with that. Or if they'd put Das England on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear. Well, um, I mean, for my two pennies worth, because we've, we've um, uh, got to become, well, I wouldn't, I'd say friends. Let's, let's, let's say friends with the Admiral Bull. Admiral, I can't even say it correctly, with the Admiral people um, on Twitter and Facebook who uh, are jolly nice people and we love their kits. We particularly love their 70s kits. Um, and for the out fear that we might have lost their friendship, um, I would just sort of say, for me, that 82 kit, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I had one of those cheap knockoff nylon imitations that you spoke of about that kit when I was younger. And I quite liked it, actually, until the time when I spilt... Um, fluorescent yellow paint down the front of it and then it suddenly lost its luster for some strange inexplicable reason Um, I even got I think I got my mum I I, I said to my mum you know I want to have a number that I can put on the back of the shirt and um, you know and and as we mentioned on the last podcast Trevor Brooking was my hero so I wanted to get number 10 that was his number and for whatever reason my mum came back from the sports shop with a number five Um, and so that had to be stitched on on the back and so I kind of wore it with pride but I think even then I felt that Admiral were now sort of starting to lose out because Adidas kits were coming to the fore even in the late 70s let alone the the early 80s and their kits with the shiny material silky material and the um, and obviously the three Adidas stripes running down a shirt and the shorts and everything just looked like a, a, a meteoric uh, leap forward from what had gone before and unfortunately although Admiral in my view were like the best football kit manufacturers of the 70s there's probably little that can be argued about that 
unfortunately, when the 80s came along, it was almost, as I kind of alluded to before, it was like anything that looked like the 70s, people didn't really want to know about anymore. They wanted to forget a little bit about the 70s and all the kind of tough times that were going on then. So I think, unfortunately, they fell foul a little bit of that. And um, in in hanging on by their fingertips, shall we say, in, in football kit design, um, Adidas were already well ahead of them. And, the, and that, that kit that, that um, Admiral did in 82... I, at the time, I felt it looked good, but not really great. That's all I was sort of say. It was. It, I didn't think it was a classic, uh, but it was all right. But I, it's funny because you know, a lot of kits, like the, the Italian ninety kit that England had, a lot of people will say that's the best kit because they associate it with a pretty successful campaign. And yet, with eighty two, it wasn't really a successful campaign. They, England kind of stalled midway. You might say, say in the second round, they didn't quite reach the semis. It wasn't a disastrous campaign. It wasn't a brilliant campaign so it's odd that people sort of look back on it you think what what is it that they're associating with that kit that makes them like it and i don't know maybe it's just the fact that it is so weird by today's standards that people like it so much anyway i think think for most people it's possibly just that was their childhood you know Mm. that that's because most of our readership tends to be of a similar age to to us and um, mm-hmm. and for them that would have been I mean you're like I've, I've mentioned it a few times before Chris you're slightly older than I am but not much <laughs> yeah, um, yes, so yes. so that I think well I think we've discussed it before I think 82 was possibly your first World Cup wasn't it that uh, you kind of, first one that I was really aware of yeah yeah exactly whereas like I say for me it was it was Mexico so it's kind of so again I think for most people that that you know tune into these things are just do tend to be of that sort of age and mm. therefore it would have been you know their first world cup possibly or you know kind of the one they remember the most and and again you know in the same way that i have you know very fond memories of mexico 86 you know i mean some of the kits there were horrendous but you know I, <laughs> i've got fond memories of it and i mean at the time i think i wasn't a great fan of of england's kit at the time because i didn't mm. i thought it looked a bit dated even then but I remember when the 88 one came out, or 87, I think it was launched, with the round 89, yeah. Yeah, yep. I mean, I mean, I hated that kit when I first <laughs> saw it, because I, I looked and thought, what the hell is this crap round neck they've got going on? <laughs> you know, this weird collar that kind of closes up and then opens, and it's a round neck. And, and the other thing was, it didn't look much different from the previous kit. So it's kind of like, all mm. they've done is change the neck on it. And okay, they changed, I think the sleeve cuffs were slightly different, you know, like um, yes, yes. three blocks of uh, colour instead. But yep. it didn't look hugely different. And I remember there being a big thing about it at the time, about the fact mm. it was developed with this new material called Tactel, uh, which was developed <laughs> with the ICI, um, mm. the chemical company. Um, yes. And it was actually, it was the first English shirt I ever owned because I, as I've done with a lot of things in my life, I didn't like it to start with. And then I, the more I looked at it, I thought, mm, well, maybe, you know, and I start mm. trying to see the positives in it. And then I end up really liking it. And it's actually now oh. one of my favourites. But It I was think one of again, my favourites then. I, I loved it then. I absolutely adored it then. I still kind of love it now in a way. But then again, in terms of campaign, you can associate that with the disastrous <laughs> Euro oh, 88 yes. campaign. 88. Where we lost all three <laughs> matches, you know, so well, it's I think, like, I think that's partly why people hate it now. <laughs> this just brings back bad memories. Yeah, but <clears> I mean, I... I the funny thing is, when you look objectively, that was quite. I mean, despite the fact it wasn't a huge change from the previous one, it was quite a radical design at the time, without mm. being kind of as wacky as Holland's '88 kit. But it was kind <laughs> of that neck was certainly something we'd never seen before. Um, yeah. 
But I don't know, it's it's kind of a, an odd one, because like you say, Italian 90 came after that. I was never a massive fan of the Italian 90 kit. I thought it was, I mean, it, to me, it typifies no. that era. It's very much of its time, because it's got those little, you know, the flourishes on it, um, just like the little, like the stripes on the, on the little triangle on the neck, and mm. just little things like that, and the kind of umbro branding on the sleeves. It's just, it's very much of its time. It very much, I don't know, you could, you could see that as, you know, in rave culture and things like that. It just <laughs> very much fits in with it. I mean, even obviously, I think like Keith Allen wearing it in the video for New Order's uh, <laughs> World in Motion, which yes. just, just really typifies that time, and yet. Italia 90 and that sort of era was probably one of my favourite World Cups because again because of childhood I was 15 at the time and I shall be hopefully writing an article on my World Cup memories at some point um, and, but I, it's not one of my favourites to me it was quite a dull kit it was quite mm. you know it combined two of the worst things for me it was kind of quite a not particularly inspiring design and then at the same time having lots of little superfluous design cues on it and that kind of, mm. for me, that just kills a kit. I prefer a kit to either be very sort of classic or if completely mental. You know, <laughs> it's like, don't, don't go for dull and then sort of try and prettify it up with just sticking bits on here and there. <laughs> yeah, I'm think I'm kind of with you on that. Actually, I'll go along with that. Um, yeah, <clears throat> well, we're not going to sort of spend the whole hour talking about the uh, 1982 kit. Um, it has to be said, we're going to try and talk about some of the other ones as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we're going to actually take a little step backwards, actually, um, just to um, pick up on a comment which I saw, and I'm frantically trying to find it. Uh, it's what we got. I think we got a comment on our Facebook page. Um, it's about the 1966 kit, uh, Rich, which, as we know, is kind of pretty plain by you know, as was the case back in in those days. Um, simple white shirt, round collar quite often long sleeves, navy blue shorts, no fancy adornments or embellishments or anything like that. It was just pretty straightforward stuff. Now somebody, and I forgive me if it was you listening in um, at the time, said um, you can't really consider kits like that in a design sense because back then, before, in quotes, design came along, you could only really look at kits like that as being equipment. It was, it was just stuff that people wore to play football now i actually thought that was a really clever well thought through comment in a way i mean you have to consider it and you know as we did in our poll but is that something you agree with i mean are they just so plain and functional as that you can't really look at them in a design sense well i suppose you could say that because they weren't i don't know well i'll have to do somebody could correct us here on this but i don't really think that kits were designed in a sense those days they were just kind yeah. of you know they were just shirts that represented the colour because they, they rarely had any what you would call design touches on them they were just usually you know like a, mm. a very sort of plain shirt I mean Argentina's I don't think it even had the badge on it did it in 66 it was literally just a no. blue and white striped shirt and that's mm. the thing it's you know th in those days they were very plain affairs and like you say they, they were almost more equipment you know there was no great design ideas behind it I th in fact to be honest it was probably with the England kids it was probably when Admiral came along that they first really started designing them mm. um, because obviously yeah. I think and to be honest it's probably I don't know this is maybe true maybe not I don't know I would say possibly the introduction of the replica kit market um, has influenced mm. design uh, I would say it certainly influenced um, massively the cycle of a, of a kit the life cycle of it because I think prior to uh, the, the, the explosion in replica kit sales generally kits 
you know would last for years i mean yeah. i was actually looking for true colors yesterday um and look at the cov kits and i thought actually and it wasn't cov it was someone else and, and um i think it might have been a, an early leicester kit uh that they had for about six or seven years an away <laughs> kit that they just they'd had like three years of it in one guys and then I think they changed the badge and then they had the same kit for the next three years as an away <laughs> kit and I'm thinking set, you know, six, seven years as a, as a kit you would never get that now and okay it wasn't no. the home shirt but I mean even then I think I think we had a, a like Cov's home shirt, the the, the Adidas, tra- uh, sorry not Adidas, the Admiral tramline ones. I think mm. that lasted for several seasons, and and yeah, yeah. generally kits like that until you had this explosion in in replica kit sales, the the kit cycles would generally be about you know at least two years, and and like I mean even Everton's in the last in the late eighties was three years. They had that for mm. three whole seasons. I think they yeah. rotated the away kits every two years or something, but. It's it's just surprising to find that you know you would get that because obviously people moan nowadays about clubs changing their kits every year, and mm. and primarily it's because of the cost of, of replica kits. But you know I mean well, you don't have to buy them if you don't want to. You know <laughs> well, there um, is that yeah. Or you can just wait till near the end of the season and get them at a bargain. You know it's like like I, do because I, I collect them and don't wear them. Um, but it's <laughs> and that's the thing. I think uh, you know I, I would certainly say that the replica kit market has influenced design ideas because mm. obviously they're not so they're no, nowadays they're not actually just creating a kit for a club to wear they're creating a kit for fans to wear I mean I mm. suppose the pinnacle of that was Euro 96 when they the England's gr- horrendous grey away oh. kit was designed to look to be something like that would denim. match with jeans yeah exactly yeah, it was, yeah. that was the whole idea behind it and I think we also a couple of years after that um, they had I think it was probably in the, the early 2000s or late 90s something they had a reversible away kit which yes. was and the idea behind that was that it was it was leisure wear and so you know it's, it's that's that's kind of to me it's the ultimate thing really it's like our kits even designed with the with the clubs as their prime you know market <laughs> these days it's you could argue yeah. that a lot of them um are designed purely as as replica sales you know generators but then oh, you look yeah. at what then you look at what warriors just done with liverpool's away <laughs> in third kits and you kind of wonder who the hell they're aiming that at space invaders <laughs> fans <laughs> yes yeah, sci-fi freaks uh dear yes that's a very good point actually yes uh, let's um let's perhaps not talk too much about the liverpool second and third kits <clears throat> this coming exactly. day. Um, interesting you mentioned there the Euro 96 kit I mean what was your view on that because I remember when that came out as as you perhaps remember folks listening in uh, this was a kit that sort of ditched the the use of red as a sort of accent colour and replaced it with a kind of summer blue and when I saw that I thought oh my god what are Umbro thinking of this is just inexcusable it just doesn't work and I thought I think even then though I had the presence of mind of thinking Okay, it's look. It's probably a bit too soon. It's a bit of you, you're suffering from shock, but it'll be fine. Just give yourself a bit of time. You'll probably get used to it. You'll warm to it. It'll be fine. And here we are, some seventeen years later, and I can honestly say I still don't really like that kit. And yet, coming back to that earlier theme of the fact that it's kind of association with what was actually a home comp, uh, home tournament and high hopes, and that actually we got to the semi-finals again and all that. I think a lot of people just sort of go, oh, yeah, great kit that was, yeah, Euro 96, as if, like, one ma- makes the other one happen, so to speak. So what's your view on that one? Uh, I personally 
hated it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Good like you, I didn't like the the color of the the blue trim on it. I think it was like cyan or some stupid color mm. like that. And I just thought it looked awful. I didn't like the neck on it either. I thought the neck was ridiculously large. And <laughs> I, and again, and and similar to you, Chris, seventeen years later, I still don't like it. I still <laughs> think it looks crap. But again, I mean, the problem was was that it was uh, you know one of our well, I wouldn't say best ever performances. It was the furthest we'd got in in a tournament for a while. But you know, I still don't actually think that you know to take the rose tinted specs off. I actually think we weren't that great at the time. And I think leading up mm-hmm. to it, we were crap because we did lots of lots of nil nil friendly draws, which were boring. And um, Mr. Venables was sort of messing around with his Christmas tree formation a lot. <laughs> and I actually still don't think we were that good at Euro 96. I think we were very lucky to beat Spain after they scored two perfectly legitimate goals that both <laughs> ruled off for outside... Uh, <laughs> sorry, ruled out for offside. Yeah, no. <laughs> sorry, I'm just, <laughs> just going to get the ire of all the England fans out there. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I think the kit was was awful. I, I didn't... I, it's not too bad in retrospect. It's, you know, it's not one mm. of the worst we've had and at least it was kind of... A, I just think I d- the cyan was what killed it for me. I just, I yeah. just didn't like that. Um, I think I could have abided by the neck if it wasn't the cyan on it. But I, d- I don't know. It was such a weird thing. And okay, it's you know, I'm sure there are people out there going, oh, you know, you can't, don't have to always have traditional on that. Uh, but it's just, it just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it as a color. You know, and I didn't mm. think it worked personally. <clears throat> and then of course you had the away kit, which was that horrendous grey pile of crap that was just. <laughs> going, uh, let's get it to go with jeans, yeah, because the players wear jeans when they're playing, don't they? No, they don't. <laughs> you know, although the way that Southgate took his penalty, he might have been wearing jeans. Um, <laughs> but I mean, uh, the funny thing is that was cut to me. I've always said that Euro 96 marked the end of the era of horrendous kit designs. Like, you know, when obviously the early 90s were where when kit designs went mental. And mm. to me, Euro 96 marked the end of that because to what contrasted for me was when we played Germany in that um, semi final was that Germany had gone back. I mean, you th- look at Germany's kit in the 94 World Cup, and it was that kind mm. of they'd done that whole thing with the kind of in the 88 thing and the 1990. Um, World Cup they had um, that lovely stripe design across the chest yes. mm-hmm. Euro 92 they had a variation on it where they'd cut the middle bit out and just had the bits on the shoulders and then 94 they'd had some kind of weird mental pon- thing yeah like a poncho design on it which was kind of you know kind of they'd stretch that one as far as they could go and then Euro 96 rolled around uh, rolled a la- around sorry um, and they'd gone back to a completely plain white shirt with just black trim on it and it looked mm. very very stylish very classical yes. and their goalie kit I remember I think at the time I think it was Kopka that was wearing Andreas Kopka and it was like a sort of light blue kit and again right. no extra superfluous design just pure plain blue and it looked very very stylish it looked like kind of th- like they turned up and you know wanted to play football not look like, looking like idiots at the same time, we had David Seaman wearing what is referred to as the <laughs> refreshers kit because and my my um my girlfriend at the time actually owned that kit and I did like it. You know, I'll say that now. I did like it, but it was awful. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, you, it was that. Was it, just, was it not just the case that you liked her in it? <laughs> I liked her out of it, but <laughs> um, oh dear. no, I, I, I actually did like the kit because I, as you may well know, I am quite a fan of radical kit design. But yeah. but I mean, it did look stupid, and I, I just remember watching that semi-final, thinking we look embarrassing. You know, we we mm. here we are in this kind of stupid radical kit that's obviously made to be a bit wacky, but we're we're up against this team that just look like they've turned up in these really cool kits, and mm. I just thought it just looked embarrassing, and I just. 
you know, kind of to me that was the turning point because after that, that's when kit design started heading more, you know, towards the sort of classical designs and the sort of, you know, mm. minimal was becoming the way forward. So I, I always found that particular England kit as a bit of a turning point. Although that said, what followed it, 98, never liked mm. that one either. Sorry. Oh a lot of, and again a lot of people seem to like that one. But weirdly enough, large blue and red panels on it. So people that's clearly right. have a thing for large blue and red panels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, down the sides this time, yeah. Yeah. And a, and yeah. a big collar. Yeah. Mm. I didn't I didn't <clears> like it and I think the main reason I didn't like it I I didn't like the panels on it, but I also didn't like the fact that the three lions were now kind of like a really pale blue and mm. they'd got this huge white board around them before they came to the edge of the shield. So it just, to me, yes. it made them look like really tiny lions, you know, kind of in the, the light blue was like, you know, the, before there'd always been kind of big, bold, strong things, although as we, as we discussed before, they're leopards, not lions. But anyway. Leopards, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the three leopards on shirt. Um, <laughs> and, and it just, to me, it was just, oh, God. And then, uh, and I think they'd also, by this point, they'd started putting the word England on. I think they'd had that for a while, actually. I think that started mm. in 2000. Oh, no, actually, you know what I'm talking about? Where am I? T- <laughs> 97 to 99. Ninety-eight was before two thousand, as I recall. In time. <laughs> Used to be um, in the old days. I think it did. Yeah, I think time has always been fairly chronologically sort of linear. And Constant. Well, unless, yes. You know. Um, so, so was that the first shirt that did that, or did they have it in Euro '96? I can't remember. They did have it in Euro '96. Yes, but it was. But the but the lions were a navy blue rather than light blue. That was yeah. the uh, deal. Yes. <clears throat> Even actually going back to the '93 '94 kit, which I think. Has to be one of the least popular ones ever made. Um, that had a very big <coughs> um, badge uh, with the lines kind of like floating around somewhere in the middle of it. I think that was like the worst oh, yeah. interpretation of it. Yeah, was that the one which which also had the little um, the little England badge <laughs> on the the collar as well? Uh, yeah, and underneath the the sort of neck, as it were, inside yes. this little kind of triangle. Yes. Yeah, because that's what you want on an England kit. You know, you want an extra little badge, just in case you've forgotten who you are, because of the name and the badge itself. You, know, you just need a little extra badge under the neck, because, you know, the, the little you emblem, it, yeah, the emblem itself isn't sort of, you know, memorable enough. <laughs> what I was just going to say, you were talking about the, um, the World Cup 98 kit. That one had little England badges on the socks, actually below the turnovers, and because like, that's the best place to put a badge, isn't it? Down by your feet. Yeah, God's you want that sake. where it's all stinky. God damn. <laughs> yeah, and actually, blood. But that said, the the away kit for '98 was actually quite nice. I think we were yeah, yeah, against yeah. Colombia in the mm. World Cup. That was like an all red affair with a kind of flag shadow pattern in the middle. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that wasn't too bad actually. That was quite nice, and it was nice to see. You know, obviously after the grey debacle, it was nice to be in a red. And actually, I mean, I think you mentioned earlier the '93 '94 kit. Um, mm. Which was, you know, to me one of the worst kits ever because it was so boring, and, and yeah. it had that stupid little um, crest under the, the the neck. But the away kit for that one, we kind of got, and of course this was round about the Graham Taylor era, so it's you know kind of depressing mm. enough as it was. But that the away kit went really dark. It was like a really dark red. Um, oh yes, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. It was like all red, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, all red with navy trim, and it just looked. It looked about as sort of dismal and depressing as the actual football that we were playing at the time <laughs> yeah 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 I think it was almost like a wine red almost it was that sort of deep but um, yeah it's it's um, interesting you mentioned the Euro 2000 kit because I really liked that one at the time a very simple round neck uh, with navy trim 
and there was kind of various shadow pattern things going on with stripes and uh, whatever going down the chest. But um, uh, I just, I, again, I like the simplicity of it. It was almost like somebody decided, look, okay, look, enough with all these fancy panels and bits and bobs. Let's just kind of get back to something that's quite sort of traditional, really, almost like heart back to the 50s or 60s. But then then uh, Euro, uh, World Cup 2002 came around and then it all went out the window again with this kind of red stripe going down one side of the shirt and on down the opposite side of the shorts as well which um, I mean I think some of these kits I have to admit I probably liked at the time even the like the World Cup 98 um, kind of kit but as as time's gone on some of these kits don't seem to have aged too well um, maybe it'll all come full circle again in maybe another 10 years time and I'll have a completely different view of things but um Yes, um, interesting actually. Um, fun enough, we, where we mentioned the um, Euro '96 kit, um, out of the 169 votes that we had on our poll, uh, that one only uh, received three, which I was really surprised about. I thought the Euro '96 kit would do a lot better. Um, the kit that I just <laughs> said was not too great, the World Cup 2002 one, uh, that got seven votes and finished in fifth. Uh, so it actually did pretty well. But there was only one kit. Only one kit out of the 18, I think, um, that didn't get any votes at all. And it was the one, I think you mentioned it right near the, near the start. It was um, the one with bright blue shorts. It was made by uh, Umbro, one of the last ones they did. Um, yeah. I think it was that one with the, the, you said with the, the little um, uh, uh, different sort of uni, uh, English cross, St. George's cross kind of yeah, details the, in the, it. Yeah, the Peter Savile one, yeah. Peter Savile one, and it was as I say, it's ironic because the shorts on that were bright blue, like that Admiral '82 kit all those years ago, and yet obviously it's had absolutely no impact on people's views. Uh, they don't seem to have any particular care for it. Um, is it understandable? It's a bit harsh, do you think? Um, I think it is. Yeah, I think I think the I, I really honestly think that the people didn't like that because of the the chest panel so the shoulder panel on it with the the little crosses on it i think that was a step too far people mm. just really despised it i think some people didn't like the multicultural aspect of it and uh, and some people just didn't like it from a purely aesthetic point of view but i think it was literally a step too far for some people it was like i mean mm. i i quite liked it. i didn't like the blue shorts um because i just didn't think they they went i think they looked a bit cheap to be honest mm -hmm. um and, but I quite liked the kit itself. I wasn't a great fan of the neck. It was an okay shirt. It was kind of... I mean, it didn't last very long either, did it? I think it lasted <coughs> about 15 months or something. It was one yeah. of the shortest kit spans we've had. Um, mm -hmm. and 2010, then, but 2012, yeah. Yeah, and then obviously it got replaced by the, the, the red one. Uh, the, the kind of white with all red instead, mm, which people didn't, didn't like. Because like, there was no blue on it or, you know because it was all red and the badge was red and everything and I didn't mind that I quite liked it I think it was quite a nice design I think I do actually think the last few Umbro designs were actually quite good though I mean I think the problem you hit with Umbro's is that once you hit the 2010 one which was kind of I think it will always will in future be regarded as a bit of a classic hmm. it's very hard once you've hit that classic to then move on from that because it's kind of like if you're at a pinnacle the, all you can do is go is go down from yeah, that yeah. point so this I mean, is I the think, this is the pure white one, pretty much that you were talking about. <clears throat> yeah, uh, the 2010 one that we wore in the World Cup, um, mm. and I think sort of Man City had a sort of similar thing because I think the Umbro kit for Man City at the time was like a very classic, you know, just a plain um, sky blue shirt with the, mm. the the white trim on it. And it's how do you follow that? And I think they mm. managed it all right actually with the next kit. And the, but the kit after that was a bit ropey. That one with that kind <laughs> of sort of 
sound graph pattern on the front oh. it was a bit crappy yeah. but then I mean the one they've got this year which I think they're, they're done by Nike I guess now I mean that's actually quite yeah. nice you know yes yeah. but it's but I mean going back to the 2002 one um, yeah that seems to be quite a favourite with a lot of people I don't again I don't know if that's just related to us doing not too badly in the World Cup you know <laughs> obviously getting knocked out against Brazil um, but I I, I don't know. I, I I never quite liked it myself, and yet the funny thing is, around about that time, and I was actually thinking to myself, and I remember sort of you know jotting down a few kit ideas for it. I was actually thinking, well, the one thing they've never really done with England kits is anything with the um, with the sort of St George's Cross. Mm. So I thought, you well, tell that ice cream van to go away. Sorry, I just uh... <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, uh, just, anyone want <laughs> a, a ninety nine? No, no. <laughs> I'll have a strawberry mivy if we can get one. <laughs> what the hell's that? <laughs> Child. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, and I, I actually at the time I was thinking, oh, it'd be quite good if they did something with like the St George's Cross. And I think I actually designed a kit which is very similar to that, only it had a red band going across from the badge as well, so it would mm. form like an abstract St George's Cross. But when that 2002 kit came out, I don't know, I just didn't like it. it just, something mm. about it I just didn't like. However, it's not as bad as the one that followed it, <laughs> which was the one well, they wore in a, for Euro 2004. Four, yeah. Which is I was going to ask you about that, yeah. That's one of my least favorites. I mean, I think <laughs> I slated this one in the... Uh, when we did our... Um, I think you did your top five England kits and I did my worst five England kits. Yeah. Um, and I just absolutely slated it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, there's just a combination of things. It looks boring. Uh, I don't like the red trim on the shoulders. I don't like the kind of crappy sort of grey lines going across. I don't know, it's a, to me it looks like a training shirt. I think that's what it is. It just doesn't look like a kit. It just looks like a training kit. And I just don't like it. So, you know, and no, nothing clearly. will ever change my view. <laughs> I, I, the reason I like it is because I think if you're going to have a bit of red trim anywhere, I think I quite like the idea of it being on the shoulders and the sleeves or down the sides of the shorts as this one was rather than what had happened to the, 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 the kit before that for World Cup 2002 where you had this strange kind of red line going down one side of the shirt and down the other okay it was a, an original move and a, something a bit creative I guess but it just that 2002 kit looked to me like a sort of market stall kit to me it was just like some cheap knockoff but I kind of like the styling of the of the um, Euro 2004 kit it just looked a lot smarter to me but I guess you know horses for courses and all that yeah it was rubbish yeah. <laughs> um, and yet then when you get to World Cup 2006 there is you get that kit with that sort of pointed uh, red St George's Cross, we can only presume is what it is, on one of the shoulders. And I actually really rather like that. It looked a lot more cleaner. Uh, there wasn't, again, so many embellishments um, on that. I quite like that one, World Cup 2006. I didn't mind that one, actually. I, I think it's quite nice. Um, but again, it's just kind of... It's, it's treading dangerously in the territory of superfluous kind of kit bits that they've stuck mm. on it. I mean... It's the box of shapes analogy again, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it was the one that followed that, which was the one that I really despised. Um, I think it was 2008, 2009 yes. or something. Um, but I mean, actually, looking at the away kits of this era, uh, I, th I think they're quite nice, actually. I think the, the 2002 away kit was really boring. That, that was the one that, um, that, was, that was reversible. So it was oh, like yeah, yeah. A, I think it was a navy top inside or something, a leisure top, <coughs> you know. <laughs> Um, and then I think the 2004 to 2006 away kit was I really liked that one at the time I think it was well, the first one that we had the star on um, mm. for our oh, World, yeah, yeah. World Cup win which That's we right. did a while ago um, but it also had little kind of um, 
sort of flag motifs on each shoulder. Mm. And I quite like that because it was very subtle. Again, it's superfluous trim, but it, it was at least subtle. And it's, and I'm just going to sound boring, but it was at least <laughs> symmetrical, which I don't, yep. you know, not everything has to be symmetrical, but it just it just worked on that one. I, I think it quite mm. looked quite nice. But then the following one that we had, uh, which was, I remember the big, <laughs> I remember them talking about it at the time. I think we had the big kit launch with Beckham and Owen. And I remember listening to Fighting Talk on Radio 5 Live and... Um, I think it was Andy Zaltzman saying about the fact that you know when you've got Michael Owen bigging up the te- the fabric that they make the socks out of, you know you've kind of hit rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, and and that one was okay. It had sort of nice bits of gold on it, a nice sort of gold um, band around the badge. But then it had this little flag on one of the shoulders, kind of like just like it was falling off the back of the shirt. It's just it's okay, but it's just again, it's just it's kind of when Umbro had hit that period of just chucking bits on for the seemingly no reason. Mm. So it wasn't. It was never a great one. No, indeed. Um, do you find actually with with I suppose this applies to any football kit design, not just England, but that there go that you get phases where um, you get very plain kind of eras, where it's like less is more, and then you'll get a few years where they just suddenly go completely to the other end of the uh, extreme, and then they just sort of put loads of bits and bobs and bits and bobs, and it's just I just I, it, it, it's because I I quite like the idea that you you get a sense of change you get something a bit different usually from one kit to the next although in the latter years as we've said with umbro they kind of tended to keep the the changes a little bit more subtle to the point where most of the time they were just kind of working with pretty much a plain white strip but um but i, I kind of like the idea that you get this kind of feast and famine really with football kit design in terms of how much how, how complicated the design is uh, so even though at times I've sort of said, oh, I don't like that kit because it's got a lot of stuff, a lot of unnecessary periphery on it, I kind of like it because at least it's a, it is a contrast to what would seem to be better and it's something that's plain. So you get that yin and yang going on. So I suppose that's that's the the, the football kit designer's trump card, really, trying to offer something that's a little bit maybe different to what went before. So try to put my well, eye. Yeah. No, I think it, I think it's right. I mean, I mean. I've always said because I don't generally buy kits to wear, so I don't feel the need to sort of, you know, have to wear them all the time. And I don't, mm. I, I, and I love kit design in itself. I'm happy when everybody changes their kit every year. <laughs> you know, that's, like, that's almost like heresy to say that, but I don't care because I like seeing new designs. I like, I like it when when you get the new designs. I like the build towards the end of the season when you you know the new kit's coming, and I like all that. So I'm. I'm quite happy for for clubs and countries to change every single year, you know, mm-hmm. home and away kit. I want I want lots of different kits, um, but yeah, I, I suppose you do get the the sort of the yin the yang of it all. I mean, I don't know. England kits tend to sort of evolve quite slowly because they don't they've never really kind of gone completely radical. I suppose the most yeah. radical one was actually when they went from the kind of superfluous bits of crap on the kit to the 2010 mm-hmm. one, which was like mm-hmm. quite a radical departure at the time, but the rest of them have all kind of evolved very slowly. I mean, if you look at the ones from 2000 onwards, I mean, they've all... Mm. I mean, actually, if you, if you look from, like, kind of... Pa- anything past the Admiral years, I yeah. mean, the 86 one... <clears throat> 
was what it was. The 87 one changed the collar and the cuffs a bit. The next one, again, same sort of thing, a bit of shadow patterning. The one after that, same, almost the same again, but, you know, a couple of extra details. Then you had the 96 one with the turquoise or whatever the hell it was. And then you got the biggest change, which was the panels in 98. And then you went back to the sort of traditional one. And then again, it kind of evolved. We've got the red stripe, mm. then the red shoulder bits, and then a slightly, you know, the, the cross on the shoulder. It's like, they've all been a very slow evolution. I think national kits don't tend to change anywhere near as much as club kits but then I suppose mm. I don't know there's I suppose because you're representing a nation and not just a club it's there seems to be very sort of hard and fast rules almost about what you can and can't do whereas with you know clubs often change the style of the because I mean thinking about Coventry we're mm. a bit schizophrenic because we we seem to sort of waver between sky blue and then we'll go to the the old kind of 1987 blue and white stripes uh, or yes. a variation thereof and there are a few clubs that don't really seem to have a definite fixed identity. I mean, you could say that Coventry have Sky Blues as their identity. Yes, we do. However, when it comes to our kits, we do all sorts of weird things with them, you know, and you kind of get very strange designs coming out. Um, but with countries, you don't seem to get that as much. And I, I, it's, I don't know. It, but then I, I suppose... Think, it, I, I, just, I, think so, I think some countries are more um, happy to experiment with a kit where maybe there isn't that sense of traditionalism going on. I can't, I'm trying to think of examples off the top of my head, but um, um, you know, I think maybe some of the uh, Eastern European teams are the newer countries, former Soviet states, and, and whatever. That because they're young countries, there isn't maybe the sense. I'm probably saying something completely sacrilegious. I realise that as I'm saying it, but um, but the, certainly, I think some countries are more prone to. Uh, just making wild changes in their design, which I don't think you could get away with in England because there's just too many people, um, sun readers, let's call them that. Um, who will, um, <laughs> glad you said that on me, Chris. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm, I'm joking. Um, but, you know, but, but traditionalists sort of say, well, you know, we, we, we need to have a, uh, a white kit, ideally with navy blue shorts, and let's leave it at that. But, um, I mean, I have to say that the, that, that 2010 kit that Umbro did, which was pretty much all white apart from red numbers and a red umbro diamond on it I, I thought that was absolutely lovely and I, I was kind of keeping my fingers crossed that they might move forward and, and kind of whoever was doing the kit would stick with something that was predominantly all white um, having said that when Nike brought the navy shorts back in I thought well yeah okay why not sure you know it's it's kind of you know the way it used to be I guess so haven't got a problem with that particularly um, one kit actually that we haven't mentioned out of all of those that we uh, featured in our uh, in our Pole, are you still there, Rich? I am. Yeah, you are still there. Wait, wait Sorry, for you a, to finish your sentence. I've got a red flashing symbol appeared on my screen, just the, which I thought you disconnected. Sorry, I have to oh, check right. these things, listeners. You know, he's prone to dropping off. Um, <laughs> That's just when you're talking. <laughs> uh, as I was saying, there was one uh, kit that we haven't mentioned out of all of those, and that is the kit that was um, that introduced the sort of commercial era, you might say. Uh, it came in in 1974. Um, it's what I call the Revy's England kit. Um, it was the first one that had a manufacturer's logo on it, actually. And I think, uh, so the story goes, I think Revy, Revy actually consulted with the FA and sort of said, look, you know, could could earn a few bob here from people buying replica kits. And so he did a deal with, or they did a deal with uh, Admiral. And uh, so that kit was the first one to come in that had kind of bright blue shorts and had this kind of double stripe going down the, the sleeves. Now, this is another one for me. It's like I've tried over the years to try and appreciate it even in a kind of retro nostalgia sense and I 
I still can't quite get on with it. I prefer the 82 kit to that one. It, it looks still a bit too old-fashioned, and yet that template, the one that was worn between 74 and 80, was the same kit, uh, same template, I think, that like Leeds United wore, another Admiral team uh, back in the day. What's what's your view of that one? Is it Does it not hold up too well, as I'm inclined to feel? Um, I think it's better than the 82 one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Um, yeah. No, I, I think it's quite nice. It's... You know, I mean, it, it does. It is dated, but I think it's. I, I don't. I, I would actually say it's less dated than the '82 one, um, mm-hmm. because mainly because I think collars are still very much a, a prevalent part of um, kits. Whereas I think that the V-necks that you got at the time, which, like I say, ended up in a very, very long sort of V at the the tip of it. You know, I, th- I think that was very much of the early '80s. Um, so I'd, I'd actually say the, the 74 to 81 is actually not bad and mm. still not a massive fan of it but I suppose it's actually I suppose you could say it's more traditional and less garish than the 82 one so mm-hmm. it's Mass- um, massive winged collar on that kit you can see it from the moon and everything <laughs> you could probably fly to the moon on it <laughs> ah yes um, yeah uh, well there you go I mean okay we're nearly out of time so I'm going to ask you a very quick question just to kind of wrap things up so Let's let's imagine let's imagine that Nike have come knocking on your door and said, Richard Johnson, we'd like you to come up with something a bit special for the next England kit. If you had to bring in one feature that you'd like to see on a new kit, something a bit kind of radical and a bit sort of even controversial, what do you think you'd like to see? Maybe a maybe a diagonal sash or something like that? What do you reckon? Oh god, not the Peru look again. <laughs> um <laughs> could be done I in navy blue. That, that's a really good question. I really like that. Um, I, I honestly don't know. Maybe have a real lion on it or something. And just <laughs> what, you mean not on, on the, the shoulder. Back? Yeah, sitting <laughs> on the shoulder of every player that slowly gnaws them if they don't do well. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see, and in all honesty, I'd like to see a V-neck. I'd like us to have a nice V-neck in navy with mm-hmm. like navy trim. A nice sort of... But I'm talking the '86 kit, really. I'll <laughs> just, just go back, go back to '86, lads. Um, uh, I just hate I it. I, I, even now, I hate that kit. It's just too boring for me. Oh, I, just, uh, I, just, I think we're going to fall out here. Oh. Um, well, I suppose if you like gaudy and garish, it would be yeah. <laughs> no guilty as charged. Taste, dear boy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. That's a really good question. I'll have to give that some thought, and I might actually sort of put some designs together and put them on the on the uh, on the site. What would you go for then, Chris? Obviously, massive panels everywhere, and you know, kind of a bit of bling, bit of gold. Maybe, yeah. you know, I'd get rid of the white. Maybe with like Mackenzie written on it, or like Burberry <laughs> or something. Maybe things from a couple of years ago. Bench. Yeah, bench. Yeah, <laughs> super dry. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Actually, I think I'd probably I'd like to see some kind of, I mean, even something like a horizontal stripe, like a band across the middle. Like, um, dare I say it, like the the West Ham kit of about eighty three, I think it was, and um, and obviously countless other kits that have tried to do the same. Something like that wouldn't go amiss. I mean, I don't think I'm sure. You know, the tabloids or whatever in the UK would find some. Uh, similarity between that and something else that makes it unpalatable for whatever reason, but um, something a bit different. Yeah, I don't think anybody's really ever tried to do something like that. I mean, all right, diagonal sashes a bit get, taking things a bit too far, but um, but you know, there's room for a bit of improvement and and for something that's a daring design. Doesn't mean to say we have to cast off, you know, over a hundred years of England football history. I mean, it's just it's just you know accepting the fact that football kit design now does cater more for fashion. Um, and for trying to 
emulate those movements in in the fashion world dare i say it and and that's all it's doing it's not it's not trying to disenfranchise the you know people of a certain age that have supported england for years so um who knows maybe if you are good enough to come up with some designs rich and put them on the website then maybe we should extend it uh, to our uh, our wonderful website visitors maybe if you've got some ideas things you'd like to see on the england kit or maybe you'd like to doodle your own designs then do send them to us we'd love to see them and we'll try and put them on the site if you send them to us we can't say fairer than that indeed no that would be quite cool actually so what people come up with and then we can mock them <laughs> no 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 that's not the reason no, why no. not not that not that not that at all no. <laughs> no ridicule that's the word you're looking for ridicule that's the one yeah, <laughs> yeah. no no, no just uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, get in touch with us um you can contact us in many, many different ways. If you go to www.thefootballattic.com and look for the uh, About Us page, uh, then you'll find all the details on there. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. And, as we mentioned before, we are also now on Square One Football Radio, which is uh, a wondrous thing and uh, something that we're very proud to be a part of. So uh, you can listen into our podcast and indeed many other fantastic football podcasts over there. Square One Football Radio, that's where you can find us. Um, but um, I think that's pretty much it, isn't it, for, for now? Rich, have you got anything else you'd like to chip in before we go? Um, I think the only the, one other kit I did want to mention before we went was, well, actually, a couple of kits was the uh, the England third kits that we had in the early 90s. Ooh, the kind of uh, sky blue. The sky blue ones, yeah. Oh, there's the connection. Um, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> um, the, the, I, I liked quite um, both of them. Mainly the first one that we had was possibly the most insane kit we've ever had, which <laughs> is the, the kind of blue one made out of little tiny diamonds and loads of little like you know little lines here and there. It was quite an insane one. But that was followed up by possibly the most insane kit we've ever had, uh, which was the one with the sort of three cartoon lions leaping <laughs> yes. over the shoulder. You know, it's like kind of these like lions that are like kind of catatonic cats or something. You know, they're just <laughs> either that or they're sort of spaced out or something. It's really bizarre. You know, I don't think it was worn that often actually, because obviously we rarely needed a third kit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just wanted to throw those in there because uh, they were just quite mental. Well, no, fair enough. I think if you're going to throw that in, then I'll throw in the traditional-looking uh, yellow kit that England wore. I think only once or twice. I think they wore it against Poland in about 1973 and away World Cup 74 qualifier. I think it was yellow shirts with navy blue shorts. Uh, not surprised that didn't quite catch on. Quite popular with the Swedes, though, I understand. Um, <laughs> but um, there you go. Yes, many, many designs that England have worn over the years. And as ever, we'd like to hear your views. You've given us lots of your views anyway in, as, a, as a result of taking part in our online vote. So we're very grateful to you for that. Thanks for taking part. Um, but um, anyway, that is it for now. Uh, thanks for listening to the Football Attic Podcast. Join us again sometime soon for more of the same. But for now, it's goodbye from myself and from Rich Johnson. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.